hello and welcome to a special edition of the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. I'm Amy McDonald, yoga student, teacher, and yoga business coach. In this special episode, I'm taking you inside the Business of Yoga speaker series where you'll meet yoga teachers, experts, and entrepreneurs from all over the world. I'm not kidding. We're going to Melbourne, Singapore, London, Barcelona, San Francisco, New York, and more talking all things growing your yoga business. I hope you love learning from my guests as much as I enjoyed interviewing them. And if you do, please leave a review for this podcast. Enjoy. Hey folks, it's Amy McDonald here. Welcome back to the Business of Yoga Speaker Series. I'm really excited about my guest uh, today. And I know I say that every time, but here's why I'm particularly excited about my guest for today, because we're taking, we're going to be talking about how you can have a different type of career and how you can show up uh, and express your passions and share your gifts with folks, which might be ways other than teaching yoga asana. And I think that is a very cool thing. So I would like to welcome my guest of the day, Niraj Naik. Did I get that right? Yes. Close enough. Welcome. Yes. Welcome. Thank you. And uh, pleasure to be here. Awesome. And uh, I understand that you're in Barcelona at the moment and I have a little bit of uh, beautiful city envy. I know I'm not supposed to have that as a yogi, but what a lovely place to be. <laughs> yeah, this is actually like a, a unique city because it's got a lot of nature in it and a lot of culture yeah. and uh, usually really nice weather. Yeah, I did some Jiva Mukti there last year, I think. It's, it's a nice place. Okay, yeah. let, me, let me read out your bio for everybody, uh, for those who don't know you yet, so we can get a more comprehensive uh, introduction to who you are. So, folks, you're going to love this. It's a really, this is a really good bio. So uh, Niraj is a British ex-pharmacist turned holistic health expert. When the stress and overwhelm of his job became too much, ring the bells if you can identify with that, Niraj found himself a patient of ulcerative colitis. That sounds like something you don't want to talk about on a first date. Using tools from many different areas of health and wellness, yoga, Ayurveda, brainwave, entertainment, music, and more, Niraj healed himself from his illness and now lives symptom free. His illness led him to become the founder of Soma Breath, a breathwork school that combines all of the ancient wisdom of pranayama with modern day science, love, to help people break through limiting beliefs, restore their health, detox, reach deep states of meditation, and the list goes on. Super cool. Welcome formally. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Pleasure to be here. So I wanted to, I'm interested to know when, so uh, I don't think this is an uncommon story where people come up against um, significant health adversity and when they're presented with the options, they say, actually, I'm going to try the path less travelled. But I'm wondering, did you have exposure to yoga, Ayurveda, those sorts of things prior to looking for a healing alternative? Was that already something in your life? A little bit, but not a lot because yeah. um, I was, as a lot of Indians, um, you know, we were raised in a, in a Hindu kind of culture, but a lot of us in the West, we became more Westernized and kind of didn't think it was cool to follow. <laughs> yeah, and, right. and, it, and it goes for our parents as well. Our parent, my parents were like quite um, uncultured, as it were, from compared to like the traditions that you have in India. Yeah. And actually, that's a big move that's happened in India. Like I actually, when I go back to see my cousins and stuff, I teach them about their own culture now, which is crazy. So I wasn't really um, that much into yoga or anything. And I actually found when I did do, I, I mean, I tried it. I didn't 
not try it, but I tr when I tried, I found it was really hard, and um, I couldn't I couldn't touch my toes, and I couldn't do, and I just felt better as a real letdown. And actually, the first time I went to a proper proper, like well proper, not yeah, really yeah. proper, but um, yoga class uh, was actually when I lived in um, I went to California for a bit. Uh -huh. That's where I really saw um, this whole yoga industrial complex for what it is. Because every every street corner there's a yoga studio. There's it's more so yoga cool. studios in California than there is in probably in India in the major cities. So that was quite interesting. But I found it really hard. Like at the, in the beginning, I found like the way people teach yoga is very different to the way I've been trained in it now. So um, yeah. That's something we can talk about. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to. And I love that I love that you're this is so um, affirming for me because people are like, you know, people talk, oh, my spiritual home, this is my spirit. Oh, Rishikesh is my spiritual. Los Angeles is my spiritual home, actually. Because yeah. there's some good yeah. stuff going on yoga wise there. <laughs> yeah, well, probably more so than in, in India, where it was apparently originates from. But actually, it's debatable if yoga really originated from India if it was brought there from elsewhere, but you know, that's, that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> yeah, that's totally a dinner conversation that would go late into the night. I suspect a good one, yeah. but yeah, we we'll yeah. get animated. Okay. So, so then, so then if we go to that point of, okay, you've got this condition and you've decided to go holistic alternative medicine to heal yourself. T tell us yes. about that journey. I imagine there was a fair bit of trial and error in there. Yeah, well, what, what actually what happened was um, I was I was given two options: either you get your colon removed, or be on a guinea pig for a drug that hasn't been tested before. Sexy. And and I was really like at a low point there, and um, <laughs> yeah, as you can imagine. And they say God stands for God, a gift of desperation. And literally, I was like praying for a third path. And that's when this uh, now very close friend of family, Swami Amkananda a yoga teacher from the UK, she runs a traditional yoga site. Um, she came to the rescue and basically said to me, like, you've got a gift here. If you can heal yourself, you'll be a great role model to other people with your background and stuff. So um, so she said, like, you know, um, I'll teach you the foundations of yoga. And from that, you have pranayama and Ayurveda to heal yourself, to, to get back to full health. And, yeah. you know, like, I won't promise anything, but give it a go and I was like oh really but <laughs> I did it and it and it was really like it was super life-changing so um within a few months I healed myself and see yoga has many branches and this is what we're gonna yeah. realize actually it's not just the asana do it it's not all about asanas and yep. the asanas serve a, a one particular function but it's not the whole of yoga so um one of the main, very important branches is, is pranayama and Ayurveda. And knowing thyself and rediscovering who you are, what makes you tick. Yeah. And your energy and your energy alignment and how that uh, relates with the world. Because yoga really is, it's your inner alignment, uh, uh, inner alignment with the external world. Yeah. That's what yoga is, trying to find that, that alignment. And so many people are misaligned. Firstly, just the moment you're born, you're living in a very unnatural world. You know, so you're living in this concrete jungles and all that. And the moment you're born in a system which is off alignment, alignment of our natural kind of uh, 
our preferred kind of habitat, which yeah. is nature. Yes, yes. And um, so, you know, so the moment we're thrown into this challenge, we, we're not given a manual, we're not told what to do. So we go through life, like putting all of our, uh, you know, our health and knowledge and all these things into the hands of government and corporations and there's that don't always know all the answers or they have other vested interests and unfortunately so many people have gone off their natural flow and what they 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 want to really be doing and from their heart and as soon as you go off your heart your guts your gut instincts and you stop listening to the other brains in your body that's when disease happens that's what happened to me and yeah. yoga is an amazing way to figure out who you are you know if you if you don't just like go into it as a fitness fanatic looking for you know fitness and you go into it for what yoga really is which is a complete science of discovering who you are and getting alignment with your vision and your aspirations you know that's when the real magic happens so, I, yeah. I agree and i think I, it's been my experience, um, particularly in doing a bunch of these sorts of interviews and, and meeting folks all over, that there's also a point where the people who do come into it for fitness, it was offered at my gym so I tried it out or all the cool people are doing it or there comes a point where actually, okay, I've done the yoga asana part and now I want the more. And that's mm. so it's either people come from seemingly the angle you did or they start with movement and then realise, hang on, uh, this is the gross level and I want to go deeper, which is where they come to. Yeah. That. And that's, I think that's really good. That's yeah. a great thing with it, the fact that yoga can um, be customized to whatever need you want. And the great need right now is we do need fitness in the world. We need people to get healthier and we need um, people to get back into their bodies and doing yoga sometimes is one of the best ways of doing that. And it's, the, the catalyst is a trigger yes. for the as you said. And, you know, even if, if it just made 5% of the people who do fitness classes go into the deeper aspects and help change the world, I think that's amazing. In itself. I do too. I do too. And so, so shout yeah. out. So everything is good. Everything is good. Even the yoga industrial complex is good. Even the government, the corporations that are polluting the planet, there's an aspect to it that is good. You know, it, it, is, it is very curious though that, and I, and I know this is a part of your message that you came from as a pharmacist and then you healed yourself with, with different ways. And, and when you were saying before about people give their power away, well, that sort of like pharmaceutical medicine and trusting someone else who has never inhabited your body is classic of disempowerment from a health perspective. So it's, it must feel like full circle for you. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. So like what we what I discovered was that we actually have an inner pharmacy, and they, the ancient rishis knew this, and that's why they invented yoga. Actually, what happened was thousands of years ago, the rishis were super dependent on soma, the plant yeah. uh, substance for their their bliss, well-being. Soma, you could say, was a metaphor for the things you find in nature that um, change your physiological state. So, you know, so psychoactive things, medicinal things, herbs, all these things, um, the rishis were dependent on. And the, the metaphorical story of this legend goes that as the humans start to migrate around the world, 
um, the soma starts to run out, which is the case. If you, you know, if you go, if you move away from a place where certain like herbs and plants grow, and those herbs and plants give you the sustenance, say you go into more dry, arid land, you're you're suddenly like screwing yourself for survival, right? You're you're, yeah. you're, you're screwed. So. So what the point was of that story, I think, the legend was to teach people that actually, that we don't have to be dependent always on the external world, that actually we have an inner pharmacy. So what they were trying to do was reach these ecstatic states using a psychotropic um, plant called Soma. Through that, um, and that's how they communicated with the gods. That's how they got divine all the knowledge that went into creating all these amazing works of like, literature like the Rig Veda and, you know, and, and helped humanity grow as a civilization. But what happened was they were looking for a alternative because they were all hooked on it. And, you know, the addiction was a problem. So that's when they went inwards, God Indra went inwards and he discovered we have a Soma with, we have the Soma within and all of the practices, well, basically Tantra was the first thing that evolved. Tan means in Tantra, Tan means body. So Tantra is all of the things that you do for your body. That's, that's what it is. This is all the practices. Yoga is like the philosophy and Tantra is the, the action, the doing. It's been also taken out of context and put into this box of all about sex and stuff. Yep. And yep. that's just a small part of it as well. But Tantra was all of the, the, the techniques, the methods of making the most impact out of your life. And in that, they found that we can through the power of breath and that's what pranayama is the school of breath breath control that we can control the energy in the body and through that we can uh, create our own medicines our own drugs so that's when i and when i healed myself that's when i really went into like trying to figure out what is it what's the mechanism because i always need to know why you know i'm like very curious i want to know why and so I got a really good understanding of the science of how these techniques work. And so I went very deep into pranayama, tantra, uh, yoga, meditation. And I went into it um, with a mindset of like mechanism. So I didn't want to just take what people were teaching me at face value. And what happened was it all pointed me towards this ancient Himalayan form of yoga, which is like Tantra, and it's a lot of breath, using breath and pranayama techniques. And the way you do the yoga is very different to this, the mainstream yoga, which is yep. all aerobics. Like yep. actually the traditional yoga was anaerobic. And there was a little bit of vinyasa style flows and it was mostly, each pose was like a meditation. So you're like, you're talking about Jiva Mukti, it's a similar kind of style, like where you hold each pose for a very long periods of time so yeah so i i realized that that actually made more sense scientifically mm. anaerobic exercise and using breath control mm. and slowing the breath down and becoming very efficient using oxygen actually is has a dramatic effect on your overall health so actually what i also realized was that a whole science of yoga and pranayama is a science of becoming super efficient using oxygen so that you'd need to breathe less. And if you breathe less, then you've got less risk of oxidative stress because it's oxidative stress 
it corrodes the body it's what causes inflammation in the body yeah so and that's oxygen so we're you know the one of the things in the mainstream we're we're taught is oh you should breathe all the time deep breathe deep breathe actually no that's the opposite in yoga actually um it's about controlling the breath slowing it right down so you need less oxygen and that's when you become healthier and stronger and fitter yeah I love this conversation, um, and yeah. we've had I've had guests in the past who make the same sort of point. And then you think about this is where um, you know lineages are so curious because you think about like some lineages that are all about kapalabhati and like really fast and rapid breathing, um, which is go, flies in the face of what you're talking about. It's so no, no, no. no the kapalabhati is no, the kapalabhati is good. It's there okay. for a purpose, but. Right. It must always be followed up with kumbhaka, and the kumbhaka ah. is the breath retention. So, say you do like 20, 30 repetitions of kapal body, like that. Yep. What you're doing is you're throwing out all the carbon dioxide, right? Yes. You're raising oxygen levels. Yes. So, what that does is it actually allows you to hold your breath for longer. Longer. Okay. Because it's carbon dioxide that triggers you to breathe again, right? So, if you, if you blow out all the carbon dioxide, which is what bus streaker is as well, rapid breathing. To and what that also does is, it, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit of the science. Okay, cool. That. What it. it does is it allows you to hold your breath for longer. When you hold your breath for a certain period of time, your oxygen levels go down in the body, and that triggers a state called intermittent hypoxia, and that triggers an amazing cascade of health benefits. So the point of all these Bastrika and uh, and, um, Kababadi is to eliminate carbon dioxide just for a short time. You're not going to do it all day long, just for like 30, 40 reps, so that you can go into deeper meditation and hold your breath still for long periods of time. And um, that's where all the magic happens. I mean, that's what Soma's about is it trains you to hold your breath longer and longer periods of time. And get into super deep states of meditation. That's called kumbhaka. That's yes, yes. the most revered breathing technique of all in pranayama. But nobody yeah. talks about it. I was, li- well, I was, I was just yeah. going to do a colossal geek out on you then about. Um, I, 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 I won't do that anyway. About mm. where kumbhaka gets its name from. But I do think I had never realised before that kapalabhati was actually preparatory. That um, you think about lineages like kundalini and. You know, they do all of that breath of fire stuff. They do heaps of it, like for a long period yeah. of time, which is... Yeah, and I, I think, I mean, and I've actually heard quite a few cases of people who do a lot of Kundalini yoga, their, their health is all messed up. You know, they, they're suffering from symptoms of either hyperthyroid activity or stress. Oh. And I've seen this common, actually. And if you look on the forums, um, you'll see people giving a lot of anecdotal... Because you're producing too much energy. Most people are already stressed, right? Yeah, yeah. Right, so why are, you, why are you overloading the stress? Yeah. So you need, Kundalini yoga should always be followed with proper breath retention techniques. Yeah. And um, I've looked at Kundalini, I've, I've done some of it, and, it, you know, the practices are very cool. Like they, do, they do work. Yeah. But if you're doing it every day, and some people are doing it a few times a day, it's too much stress on the body. It was never meant to be like that. Like, hmm. You have to be very mindful of what oxygen can do and having too much oxygen, what it can do. And if you're already a stressed out person, I don't think that you should be doing Kundalini type stuff. Like you should do it in a in a different way. Like you can do it in a gentle way. That's why I created Soma because it's 
It's a very therapeutic and gentle way of getting all those benefits. Tell us more about uh, it. Tell us more about, about what your creation. Yeah, so, so as I said, I went back to the, the traditional trainings. My Swami, she is very, very knowledgeable in these ancient techniques. But what really I became very fortunate with is, I, first I created a, a business around my passion, which gave me a lot of free time because everything was also made through the internet. So, and I did all the music for yoga uh, teachers, did music ah. for therapists and hypnotherapists and wow. and um, yeah, and it was it was like a therapy license music license business, which cool. really paid the bills and helped me travel the world um, off my laptop. And, in the, and then I was really fortunate because I got to meet some amazing people like Wim Hof, the Iceman. I yep. became really good friends with him and I created all the soundtracks of the Wim Hof Method. And, wow. Um, and he, he does this ancient Himalayan style of yoga, very similar to what I was doing. And, you know, and he's a living proof of what's possible, right, yeah. when you tap into that. And then, um, then I met this uh, uh, doctor in the Rishikesh and he invited me to train with him. And he, he's in a Haridwar near Rishikesh. He has a clinic there mm-hmm. where he treats people with patients with just holistic techniques like okay. yoga, Ayurveda. And, um, and he has amazing results. And he's got some published papers. So I went to see him and he taught me this original form um, of yoga. Like really, and the science. And the science, like, because it's explained from a doctor, it's just, it was just so awake. It was such a eye-opening thing so um so that com- gave me the confirmation that i needed and that gave me all of the confidence to to go forward with what i was doing and i was very good at leading classes like breathwork journeys and classes yeah. that was one of my passions i lived in i, I still live in Copangan half the year in oh. thailand and i was running all these workshops and people kept coming up to me saying you know like can you be can i be certified in this and can i um, teach other people how to do this. Do you have any kind of training? And for a long time, almost two years, I didn't do anything about it. And I just did all these free workshops, um, just getting a lot of practice, but I just loved doing it. And it's basically what I did was I combined music, my music, mm. with these pranayama techniques. Mm. And I believe I hacked this ancient soma ritual for creating the soma within, um, which basically is just really, really powerful series of breathing techniques where you're using rhythmic breathing i don't know why nobody thought of this before but <laughs> basically basically heart coherence you know have you heard of heart math heart math no. institute no oh you haven't okay they're really cool so they're a bunch of scientists who studied the relationship of breath and rhythm um and what it does with your heart and your physiological system so okay. Basically, every single function in your body has a rhythm to it. Okay. Yep. Circadian rhythm, infradian rhythm, ultradian rhythm. So all your hormone cycles, your melatonin production, your sleep wakes, you know, every metabolic cycle, everything has a rhythm. Yep. But every, all of those rhythms are subservient to the rhythm of breath. So, and also your, what happens is when you are stressed, you breathe out of rhythm. And that affects all the rhythms in your body. So by rhythmic breathing, and this is the cornerstone of yoga, this is what my Swami taught me, was breathing the rhythm. Rhythmic breathing is amazing at harmonizing all the functions of your body. This is what heart math showed. 
Right. And actually, it's one of the fastest ways to get into balance, like into a more happy, centered state. So mm. if you're like feeling all flustered and stressed, a few minutes of just rhythmic breathing calms the whole system down. Mm. And, um, and what that is, is like, say you have music as a beat, like this. Mm -hmm. If you breathe in and out to that beat, so if you have dance music and you have, mm -hmm. you have that house beat, boom, 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 yeah. and you go, from the belly, raising the diaphragm into the chest, making a, a circuit like this, yeah. you actually get into some pretty euphoric states. But you don't get into that stressy, panicky straight that you yeah. do if you do rebirthing and holotropic and things like that. You get into a different state because it's coherence. And so that what that does is it um, does a few things. So you know Bastrika? Yes. We talked about Bastrika. Yes, yes. Okay. It's basically like Bastrika, but rhythmic Bastrika. So the way we're taught Bastrika is like more like... Yeah, Quite yeah. fast... That's the more like Kundalini yoga style. Let's see. That's the conventional way. Well, if you slow way, it down. I think the way that I learned it was from Sri Sri Ravi Shankar. And so the, oh. when you're talking about amazing music, all I can think about is Sri Sri doing, <laughs> making his own music to the tape. So, yeah, I'm oh, going cool. this is going to be. Oh, he's awesome. Yeah, Art of Living. <laughs> they, they do a lot of great work. But if you breathe in a rhythm, So there's no no pause between each any of the breaths. Okay. And you do that for like a minute or two with music. What that does is it it moves like optimum blood flow from your heart to your brain. Okay. What it also does, every inspiration, okay, that you take, it pumps cerebrospinal fluid to the brain and drains it. So it's it's a lymphatic drainage of your brain as well. So it refreshes the brain, it cleans the brain. And one of the problems we have actually right now and a major problem in the world is um, Alzheimer's, dementia, Parkinson's and yeah. things like that. And actually my dad has got a rare form of Parkinson's. I really wish I, I, I was able to show him all this stuff years ago because yeah, uh, yeah. I could have prevented it, but it's too late now. But what we can do is we can prevent it by doing rhythmic breathing. to a music, right? And yeah. the music keeps you in time and it's really fun and really beautiful. And yeah. what it does is it wait, it, it prepares you for Kumbhaka because the rhythm of breathing also, you're breathing a lot of oxygen, breathing out the carbon dioxide. So you getting rid of the carbon dioxide so you can hold your breath for longer. When you can hold your breath for longer, that means you can get into these deep meditation states. So the music's designed, we have this rhythmic breathing, uh, music, Yep. Then it was quite tribal and groovy and then it breaks down and there's just very atmospheric music mm. and it takes you into these super deep meditative states. And so you hold your breath for as long as you can and you, you basically get guided through a meditation. And cool. this state, when you hold your breath with no air in the lungs and you just drop down, it takes you into a super deep meditative state. Like you go into profound meditation states because breath is thought if you if you breathe you start to produce thoughts because that's where the energy comes from 
when you breathe, oxygen goes into your body and it combines with mitochondria. Mitochondria produce energy, which is a form of light, and that transmits thoughts into your brain. But when you hold your breath, it's really hard to think, actually. Your thoughts completely stop, all right? Especially if you just focus on the pause. And the whole mind stills down, and that's like a defrag switch for your brain. Oh. So I press in defrag on your hard disk on your computer oh. when it gets cluttered. And that has, so that has all those effects, but it also lowers the oxygen for a short period of time. It triggers this positive stress response in your body. Your body adapts to having less oxygen, so it produces more red blood cells. It wakes up all the blood vessels in your body, especially in the brain. And it can actually wake up dormant parts of the brain. So um, you get all these other benefits of intermittent hypoxia. There's a whole list. It's too many for me to talk about right now. But it trains you to become more efficient using oxygen, so you breathe less. Your breath retention times become longer. And then what it can do is it can wake up weird powers in the mind and you may become a better communicator your memory may improve you may become better in other areas of your life where you put your intention to you can also you direct this energy that you bring in to heal in the body so our school teaches you all about the how to combine all this into whatever you want so if you want to use it for healing if you want to use it for manifesting if you want to use it for creativity you can do all these things yeah cool i love this conversation about um that i mean i love so much about what you're sharing and i just really want to celebrate the fact that you have a business that is built on your passions and that you're that the way that you're sharing yoga is by by focusing more on different limbs to what normally celebrated so pranayama meditation i just think this is great and i and i really am seeing a theme come through with uh, a move back to emphasis on this stuff like it, we all got very asana heavy but it does seem to be more people are like who's talking about a breathwork workshop like 10 years ago nobody but actually i think these things are becoming more common as people realize um that may i don't know I don't, i'm interested to know what you think on this maybe that what we've seen as um we've we've um misunderstood the power of things like pranayama oh i can't like i can feel how chaturanga is, is working my body but i but i'm a little bit too disengaged to actually feel how something as easy as breathing is giving me a health benefit like i think you need to be aware well, of greater subtlety in order to appreciate it perhaps i think it's quite obvious why we're asana focus is because of the media the media projects this image of beautiful girls in you know in the yoga pants doing all these moves and women in, and women are given a very unfair image of what men want and desire and it's not true and and it makes women very insecure so i feel i know i know a large i know the stats and a large percentage of the market for yoga is still women compared to men yes yes and a lot of them are doing it because they're getting this promise of a perfect body huh. right and which is all cool it's fine fair enough that's, that's fine, but um, and that's why I think a lot of people go for that. They're going for the the, the image, yeah. and and that's great. That's that's all you care about. But really, like the full complete picture of yoga is it's to reprogram you so that those images that the corporate show you, those Instagram models and all that shit, 
doesn't affect you anymore and you're more comfortable with yourself that's really what yoga is really about is becoming aligned with who you are truly and not because of what somebody projects into you so you you become you basically unrobotize yourself we're in a very robotic world like we've been robotized as children um from the moment we we will watch start watching tv and watch adverts the adverts program you to buy shit that you don't really want or need uh well you want it because you've been told that you mm -hmm. need it yeah and um and then you go to school and the same thing happens your parents do the same thing they don't even know it and we're what's happening is we're just following the orders passed down by systems designed to make you consume like we live in a consumer-based economy if we stop consuming everything goes tits up you know the world will just go cra crazy it will turn into chaos so um the problem with that is that we are constantly depleting the environment and resources the point of yoga is that you need less you consume less you you can reprogram yourself to who you want to be mm. rather than being dependent on other people's um programming mm. you can unrobotize so you have more of a an understanding of free will and things like that really we don't really have any free will if you really you could argue this point all, all day long like do we really have free will but i think through yoga you can cultivate a certain sense of free will um where you can start making more decisions based on who you are rather than what you've been programmed to think yep. and do and this is what all the other branches of yoga do does and with pranayama if you really go deep on that you'll start to be less hungry your your yeah, desire yeah. for stupid yeah, shit yeah. goes down yeah and you you don't need the the pharmaceuticals as much and one i mean if you're in america like the adverts on tv like most of them are drugs are medicines and yeah. drugs right and it's a pill pop in society big time and um and you can see the side effects that people are getting from it it's horrendous so uh you know the opiate problem is just crazy so through yoga actually you can produce your own natural medicines from within so we don't need to be dependent on all this external stuff you know my i don't i don't need material stuff that much i buy like stuff to make music but i don't need the flashy car anymore i don't need all those designer clothes and yeah. i don't need like a big massive house to live in and all that shit. so a lot of the problems people have in the world it comes from the, the wanting and the need to use this stupid shit that they don't really want they just been conditioned to, to have it because of this thing i call fofo the fear of feeling out it's the biggest driver for humanity to do stuff fear of feeling out not the fomo fear of missing out. i mean fear of feeling out it's feeling yeah. excluded from your tribe yeah so you know like give you an example of my mom my own mom my dad like they don't get on at all but my mom all of her friends are super rich and but she's not but she tries to be like that because she yeah. doesn't want to feel excluded yeah. so she gets into massive debt my dad hates that because he's a very simple guy but he has to clear up my mum's financial mess and he feels excluded from that group anyway but doesn't care as much but he doesn't really now he's gone into an isolation because he doesn't have any friends so that's Mm. probably all this loneliness has turned into depression caused the parkinsons mm. but um you know so we're constantly trying to fit in to to societies and tribes and so i my whole point is i like, why not try and find a community that actually 
has better values, more aligned goals and values. If you find that, then great. And that's what I try to create with Soma because I, I know for me, the big cure was the community, changing my whole friend circle, getting, uh, I know this even sounds a little bit cultish, but um, you know, I, I had to get rid of a lot of old friends and find new ones that were more aligned. And I joined communities. I joined local meetup groups and communities and they were doing all this weird stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Called like pranayama and breathwork and meditation and stuff. My old friends would never have dreamed of doing anything like that. Mm -hmm. But these, these friends, they didn't do stupid shit. They didn't get smashed every night on the weekends. They, you know, they were hippies. And yeah. that was, I was actually really, I realized I was actually a hippie. <laughs> was time. And, and I was happy with that, you know? So I, I escaped where I lived, England, and lived in a hippie community in Copenhagen. I still do. Yeah. And I have a whole different way of life. And yeah. if I come back to England, so many people are now from that, uh, my old friends. I mean, I'm still friends with, I just had to distance myself. Yeah. They're all like wanting to figure out how did I do it? What do I do? Because I've seen the light, you know, they become believers. So, I think, and I think um, that, that's really powerful yeah. too about, um, you know, not being the dogmat, not being the dogmatic dinner guest, but rather just doing your own thing. And then when people see it working, then they want to know, oh, now I'm curious, tell me what, what have you done? Because I want to, I want to yeah. learn from you rather than being that person saying, you know, you shouldn't eat that and you shouldn't do this and you should like, do your own thing. And then, and then if people want to know, they'll be attracted to your change. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. I mean, if you, the difference between who I am now compared to when I was in my twenties, like it's just <laughs> black and white. Like I was, I was the guy who was the last person at the club at like, you know, 11 in the morning, <laughs> having been up the whole night and day, chewing my mouth off, burning <laughs> and um, completely a mess. I was that guy every weekend without fail, you know, for a long time. And no, um, you know, I was I was crazy full on. I was like full on party guy, and you know I, I had the jag. I had a big black Jaguar that I bought, which I was trying to impress my mum. You know that got me into crazy debt. <laughs> you know I had all, I did all the stupid shit that you could ever imagine, and you know I lost loads of money trying to do business deals and stuff. And it was a joke. You're just but, burning off some Yeah, power. so I'm. Yeah. Well, no, I was. Yeah, yeah. I was just lost. You know. I yeah. A lot yeah. of people are just on this like hamster or not knowing um, how to escape it. And I just got so lucky that I got ill because if I hadn't got sick with that disease, it, that was my wake up call. I don't know. I'm, I probably wouldn't be here. I don't know. I might not be this person right now. But you know, because what's I so, was, yeah. yeah oh, you know, what's so interesting about it is that your condition, like that you created that for yourself, like your body created that condition such that you had the wake up call, which I find it, you know, it's not like a yeah, yeah, piano yeah. dropped on your head walking down the street. So it's... No, no, well, we have two people in one body. I really believe, or we could even say we've got three. Brahma, Vishnu, Shiva exists within us. And mm. when we stop listening to mm. or ignore, if, we, if we're just the one in the head, we ignore the other two, the heart and your gut, that's when all the problems happen. And mm. for a long time, I ignored... The, the other two brains and followed on my my head too much or my balls you know that was another one <laughs> as a lot of guys do so um yeah it got me into a lot of mess a lot of pickles but yeah so i feel like with soma that's why i call it soma soma is yeah. one body one mind 
or comes from the Greek Latin meaning, but it's also this plant soma. Um, we're all about trying to get back in, not try, but do get back into your body, get back into your feeling, into your emotions and, and really understand who you are. You know, something that something that comes up for me in everything that you've shared is I've been thinking about, you know, hectic life and consumer, um, you know, being mm. robotic and consuming and buying all the things. And I wonder if part of the reason that pranayama and meditation aren't more uh, accessed is because you actually have to stop and be still. And that terrifies people because they're so used to the churn of modern life. And so I'm wondering if yeah. part of what might be, you know, part of what's so beautiful about what you're doing is that by having the pranayama with music, it's kind of, okay, it's almost like a bridge. You don't have to go totally, it's not going to be an empty space that will terrify people who are so used to like looking at their phone the whole time. There's still something to listen to. There's still something to be present with. There's still some guidance and some external stimulus. You don't have to be totally introspective yet until no. you're comfortable. And then maybe, I, I think, I think pro probably part of what you've discovered is actually a beautiful transition for people who are terrified of stopping doing. Mm. Yeah. That's a great thing with um, breath work. Is, yeah. Is it, it, it does it. You just do the practice. You just do it, and you watch what happens. It's it's, it's mad. It changes your brain like very quickly. It so, peels off the layers. So yeah. everybody who's yeah. watching is going to be like, okay, like sign me up. I I um, I'm sick of my jaguar as well. Um, so folks, <laughs> if you want to go um, and get your hands on some of this and try it out, we can um, sign up for a webinar that you have. You were saying, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a, um, a great webinar. It's, um, if you go to somabreath.com forward slash awaken, yep. uh, it's basically a free webinar. And in there, I teach you um, the science of pranayama and breath work and yoga as well. And I show you like tricks, like how you can raise your heart rate, how to lower your heart rate is using these breathing techniques. Cool. Basically, we've been told that we have no conscious control over autonomic nervous system but i yes. show you that we have and that's where all the power comes from from the drug companies because they've told us that the only way to influence these things is through drugs and medicines but yeah. no we can do it ourselves so i show you how to do that and um so that's the first bit and then you get a taste of the actual soma experience cool. it's very profound very powerful um and yeah and i go deeper into the relationship of music and, mm. and breath and all these things with your body and mind and, and it's, it's really good it's like a it's free it gives you a lot of great value so i highly recommend everyone does it totally yeah. totally and even just like because it's important for all of us as teachers to be learning different things and being exposed to different ways of thinking about things so folks the url again is somabreath.com forward slash awaken niraj you've got a whole bunch of other things and i suspect that you actually now do have a system where you teach people your method yes so yeah we finally so did it we finally did it so, <laughs> yeah uh so yeah so we have an online school so you'll learn yeah. about that on the webinar as well okay. um and we train you we certify you in becoming a breathwork instructor where you can um you learn firstly the, the first step is to, to to perfect this this ritual yeah. this daily ritual yep uh, of the soma awakening so you do that and you become an awakening instructor and lead workshops classes 
cool. these journeys, breathwork journeys. We have two tiers to that. So the first tier is, um, it's just the standard like uh, practice, which is like an hour long and it combines like dance, movement, breath cool. with chanting and then the, the, the breathing meditation. That's like this, this one hour sequence, which is amazing, which I reckon everyone should do as a, as a daily ritual. <laughs> and, then, um, and then we have uh, the next level, which is where you can actually do longer sessions and more guided journeys for people where you can take people on hypnotic journeys through your guided meditations that's really powerful and then we have these add-ons so we have this therapeutic breath book which is all of the the best pranayama techniques that have shown scientific evidence to have um health benefits and that are like you're in a pharmacy so what we we, we have this therapeutic breath work add-on and the idea is that then you can go on and be like a breath coach you can you can actually um, go to people's homes and correct their breathing and help uh, treat like issues like uh, asthma, chronic autoimmune issues, heart disease, things like that. Help people have a prevention practice yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because a lot of it is the way people move and the way people breathe. Yeah. It's what's causing the problem. So when you fix that, all the other things seem to fall into place. Wow. And the stress levels go down, and then you can think more clearly, and you can make better decisions in your life. So that's why our big focus is at the moment on these these actual little things you can do every day that make a big difference, um, which are which is asana, it is breath work, it is breathing, te they're yeah. techniques. But then it opens you up to then the deeper levels of unconditioning, um, reprogramming yourself. It sounds yeah. great. Sounds it's basically good. like you probably heard of Raja Yoga, right? So yeah, it's like yeah. it's it's a what we we're doing is a form of you know Raja Yoga made more accessible, and the music makes a big yeah. difference to it as well. So, folks, if you want to get the um, complimentary training in the webinar, that's at somabreath.com forward slash awaken. But I suspect if you just go to somabreath.com, you'll be able to look at all sorts of things, all of Naraja's offerings. Uh, there's retreats and there's online courses and there's instructor training and all sorts of good stuff. Yeah, totally. Hey, congratulations on figuring this out and, and creating a life that you love and sharing gifts that you really believe in. I mean, most people don't have the courage to go do that. So good for you. Yeah, I know. For me, it was a do or die situation. Yeah. I had to do it. So it was, you know, it was like, I, I wouldn't have chosen this, to be honest. Like I would have chosen the, become a super famous like you know dj getting paid like 100 grand an hour pushing buttons i would have chosen that route any day and uh, compared to i mean this is really hard what i'm doing is we're going up against system where we're um yeah. you know we're doing stuff that's really challenging and difficult and and you're also dealing with a lot of people's problems so yeah it's not for everyone like you know i don't recommend i don't go around preaching that everyone follows becoming an instructor type it's not super glamorous like you know but it is a very rewarding thing to go down into it's going to be good for you for your own, your your own lifestyles your own habits and um and you're you're actually going to be proud of doing what you're doing you know and, and the other thing that. is you're not consuming anything it's like it's free right you're not really using using the breath the breath is an infant pretty much an infinite resource at the moment yeah so um you know, so we're not 
taking from the ground. We're not depleting the the resources. You know, I'm not selling like yeah. boxes and drugs and pills anymore. Like this is different. And that's another great thing with this sort of yoga business is it doesn't really need a lot. No, it's a very minimum viable uh, format um, with yoga. You, know, you just need a mat and a surface. <laughs> yeah, don't need a lot. I think you're right in the sense of how you've been sharing your story. And I suspect that there's, well, we know there's still a lot of like that sort of spiritual materialism that comes along with having a billion dollar industry that is yoga, but we won't go there. I'm also pleased for you that you don't have to wear a white coat anymore. I can't imagine. I can't imagine you being a <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I never wore the white coat. <laughs> okay. honest, so. But that's a very stereotypical, but um, no, I did wear a tie and I had a little name tag. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. There you go. Yeah, I was almost there. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much yeah. for sharing with us and like nerding out with us about breath work and for modeling what it can look like to to have a, a yoga career that's that's not just what everybody else is doing it's been it's been great having you as a guest brilliant nice no, been fantastic awesome feeling inspired ready to grow your own yoga business if you're ready to share your yoga with the people who really need what you have to offer growing your yoga business with more ease flow abundance and support Check out my six-month yoga business training program, Growing Your Yoga Biz, at amymcdonald.com.au forward slash growing your yoga biz. Use coupon code bizofyoga when you check out for $500 off. Enrollments are open right now. Namaste.